All right, so today, today, we're talking about the armor of God. If you have questions about the armor of God, put it in. This is going to be a conversational format today. And uh, so, yeah, you ready? Ready, yep. go. Ready, go. So I was in the car the other day, as I normally am, uh-huh. and I was just thinking, as I normally do, uh-huh. and <laughs> this may be something that I've heard, I'm sure it probably is, but I was thinking, okay, what is the significance of the armor of God as compared to the fruits of the Spirit? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was, I was like, <laughs> is this something I know, or is this something I've never heard before? Like, if, if God wanted to add, you know, all these fruits why didn't he just add them to the fruits of the Spirit? Or also, what is the significance of them, like, in their parts of the armor? Like, what the if... The belt of truth. Yeah, what if the belt? belt, like, can the belt be interchangeable with the breastplate or the shield or something or the sword, you know? Is there significance or did God just, like, pick one? It's like, ah, you look like a righteousness uh, <laughs> breastplate to me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> these are my thoughts. Yeah, no, these are my good. questions. Good. Very so, very open, very honest today. This is where I was in the car, and I genuinely want to know. That's a great question that Hannah has. We will come back to that in a second. Yes. Um, yeah. Now, what was yeah. very interesting is you said the word interchangeable, and at the exact same moment, I had a pop-up come up on my iPad, and it had the word interchangeable in it. And I was like... <gasps> That's weird. Hello, That's can strange. you hear me? <laughs> yeah. The answer is yes. Go away, <laughs> C- go away, FBI. Get out of here. CIA. Yeah, I hear a ghost. <laughs> Hello, uh, FBI agent. Yeah. Like weirdos. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Grayson says, Abby. You just say what we were, we all are thinking. So <laughs> Thank you. I tell you what, let us let us start let us with scripture and uh, let's Good read. Place. So let's go and uh, read, buddy. Will you read Ephesians chapter six, starting in verse ten? Yeah. And then will you read through uh, verse eighteen? Yes, sir. Through verse 19. Yes, sir. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, Take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I mean, let's leave 18 and 19 for a little bit later. Okay. So the first thing that we see is we see that God defines us as armor. And when you go back into the original uh, Greek language, the word armor uh, literally means armor. 
And oh. um, yeah, it's, it's shocking. <laughs> in wow. Greek, I wasn't expecting Whoa! <laughs> in I Greek, wasn't expecting it means armor. And in Hebrew, it means armor. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, so, yeah, it means armor. So it, it means a shield of protection to us. So whereas the fruit of the Spirit is character, uh, armor is a protection to us and, and one weapon with the sword of the Spirit. So yeah. uh, we see that this is how we're protected. So do we need to be protected? You know, will our character protect us? Well, like the fruit of the Spirit, yeah. applying the fruit or the manifestation, the production of the Holy Spirit. Well, it does, yes, because by putting on the fruit of the Spirit, you'll be walking in the armor. You'll be in the place where you're protected. You know, so it's a positioning thing. And um, it is a diligence thing that, that God rewards, but God gives us weapons. You know, he gives us basically weapons and armor against the devil. I think one of the first things that most people point out is that, uh, I think one of the first things that people point out, and I, I think this is good, I think it's right, is there's nothing on our back. Uh, we, in in the kingdom of God, we're not... We're not running away from the enemy, but that's yeah. that is something that I believe that the church has done. Like they're afraid of they're afraid of the devil, and in the Bible shows us that in the the last time, uh, you're gonna the devil's gonna be presented, and we're basically gonna ask the question like, is that it? Is that yeah. what we were afraid of? Is that what we you know, is that what we were fighting against? Because he'll look so puny, because he's already defeated foe, yeah. right? It's not. Yeah. We've made him out to be something big. And truly, the power and the strength and the might that the devil has gained has solely been our imagination, which is why we have to cast down imagination. So if we think it's going to be hard, it's going to be hard. If we think it's going to be easy, it'll be easy. If we think that we can make it through, we'll make it through. If we think we can't, then uh, we're likely to fail in that way. And praise God for the mercy of God who helps us when we don't know what we're doing, we're inexperienced, we don't have any yeah. skill, we're not studied. Praise God, he's merciful. Yeah. But let's get away from only relying on God's mercy. And let's go to the place where we are enacting a yeah. forward momentum into the kingdom of darkness. And yeah. like Jesus in 1 John 3, 8, we are destroying uh, every work of the enemy. We're yeah. destroying his work. It says, Son of God was manifested for this purpose, 1 John 3, 8. Son of God was manifested for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil, to yeah. destroy the works of the devil. Well, we're made in his image and likeness, and we're sent like he is. So our job, we should see, our job should be to destroy the works of the enemy, not run from them. But like yesterday when uh, Pastor Paul was here, one of the things we were talking about is people go to church as soon as they actually go to a real church that's doing real things. Uh, they're, act- they're not just checking a box. The devil attacks them. They're like, I'd never have come under so much attack. And so <laughs> instead of standing there and having yeah. done all stand, right, they run. They're like, I'm not going back to church anymore. And they don't realize they're they're contradicting exactly what the Lord told us to do. Um, So I think the first answer to your question is armor is there to protect us and to give us the tools that we need necessary to take ground from the enemy um, and not to run from them. 
It's not just character in the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not just positioning. It's actually an armor that is our protecting force. Yeah. Okay. And uh, each piece, I think, plays a part in that. It, it plays a part in what we're doing, and it kind of shows you're going to need all of these pieces. You're going to need each one of these uh, to have your full protection, to do what you're called to do. And I would say, if you want to look at it, one of the good things you can put this in the, in the comments is, we need to have revelation on each piece of armor, right? We need revelation on each piece of armor, and we'll look at that a little bit as we go. So. Yeah. Well, one thing that I was wondering in this is, like, so these are obviously, like, things we want to have. This armor we want to have. We want to take. Right. Uh, we want to take territory from the enemy and everything. So is there, am I reading into it too much? Or is there a specific, like, okay, there's significance in, for instance, the breastplate of righteousness right. being used because it's called the breastplate being used in a particular way, as opposed to if righteousness was called a belt, for instance, I would use it different. Right. Is that significant or is it, is that just Abby reading into things and being too literal, which can be also true? No, I think I think that you'll find that there are certain pieces that will protect. It's kind of I think I think the Lord and the Holy Ghost is drawing comparisons to how you would need to be protected in your own life. Um, so you have, um, for example, like the breastplate of righteousness. You have to have your chest area, your heart, and your lungs protected. You know. Uh, mm -hmm. the helmet of salvation, you have to have your mind set properly. Um, yeah. Your The shoes, you have to have your feet headed the right direction, yeah. right? If, you're, if your shoes, and they have to be grounded, you know, and there's a lot yeah. of study on the different pieces, and um, I didn't, like, pull out all my books and study all of them this morning, but yeah. I've done it before, but... Even the shoes, the shoes had spikes in them. They they would not, yeah. they'd be like angry weapons. cleats. Yeah, and, and yeah. weapons themselves. Yeah, yeah. but uh, in other words, we were supposed to have a firm footing. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's, not a, it's not something where you slip. Remember, I think it's Psalms, maybe 144. Um, maybe that's not it, but there's a Psalm. I know 144 is where it says, teach my hands to war. And my fingers, uh, you know, the skill that they need for war. And so the Lord, you know, a lot of people have this idea that Christianity is just like peace, 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 peace. And, and it is peace. But it's peace because we have the upper hand and we Jesus has already won. Yeah. You know, there's only yeah. peace because there's been an enemy defeated. So uh, that's the peace that's there. And our job is to enact that peace. Uh, it's kind of like um, a criminal will, there'll be laws against such things, but they'll mm -hmm. try to usurp those laws. Well, the devil is the one who taught them how to do that, and he's yeah. the best at, at doing that, trying to usurp the law, laws. Yeah. And so he'll try to push over into you instead of you pushing into his territory, he'll mm -hmm. push into you. Well, we have to enact the authority that's already been given us. Jesus said, all power and authority has been given unto me, 
He said, go therefore. So in other words, he's saying, you enact this authority and power that I have, and you go in that authority right. and in that power and take that ground. Um, so yeah, I do think that there's significance, and we can yeah. look at we can look at each one. I was I was wanting to uh, read this in the message. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when I study, I always like to study like a word for word translation. I want to go back to the original Greek words if I can, uh, kind of pull the meaning out of it. But I will use translations or paraphrases to for some scholars that see and know some things about history and the time period and things that they'll see just in the language because the truth is, you know, we just finished a Greek class in our master's course in impact and Hebrews as well. The truth is there's a lot of good information that's in those original languages we can't see in English. And so yeah. like in the message translation, the, the, tra the translator there who wrote that, um, he actually, uh, I think it's Eugene Peterson, um, and and I don't I don't know him I don't know his personal beliefs and what I do know about him I've I've actually met somebody that that knew him well um, is that he was a Greek scholar so whether or not he was right doctrinally at least he knew Greek and so a yeah. lot of times I'll look for things that he pulls out of the Greek and the Greek language is a very expressive language very passionate right yeah. and so i will i'll study on the original word for word type translations like a literal translation or new american standard but then i'll go to something like the message i'll go to a context translation like the new living translation which was translated my understanding is by all spirit filled believers so they have a look at at the New Testament from a spirit-filled perspective. So yeah. all these different views help us to see what was really in that original context. Right. So let me read those same scriptures in the message here. So it says, Ephesians 6.10, and that about wraps it up. God is strong, and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials. Now, see, right there is a great point is we're not talking about the armor made by men. Mm -hmm. the, and, and I want you to see this. Too. It may go on to say this, but I've, I've seen this before. We're not talking about your armor. Mm -hmm. What does it say? The armor yeah. of God. Yeah. So this is, not, this is not in any form or fashion a man-made armor that can fail. Yeah. If we'll put on the armor of God, it is the armor of God, and it will not fail. It will yeah. not fail. Yeah, it is. So yeah. you start to see that this is not a joke. Yeah. The devil doesn't want you to do this, and and he says, you know, put on the armor of God. And uh, Hannah had a great question earlier, like, do we actually need to take it on, you know, put it on all the time? Or keep it on, and and I would yeah. say an answer to that is you just keep it on, like yeah. put it on. If you ever feel like I I didn't, you know, have that piece in action, go back yeah. and kind of refresh it. Go back to that, put it on again if you need to, but just yeah. keep it on. It's not. <laughs> some people every morning uh, they'll be like, I put on the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation. They go through their steps and everything. That can be a good thing to keep it fresh on your mind, yeah. but you going through those steps is not what makes them strong. What makes yeah. them strong is the revelation behind the elements, yeah. right? That's what makes it strong. And here's the other part that makes it strong. 
are you applying the revelation? Like who, yeah. the devil doesn't care if you go, I put on the helmet of salvation. If you don't know that you're saved, right? If yeah. you don't know and have a revelation of your salvation and that you're saved, then you can say that all day long. It doesn't mean anything to him. That's like yeah. you can come up for prayer all day long. Just as long as you don't receive, he doesn't care. You know, <laughs> yeah. go for prayer, go to a church, you know, as, as long as they're not manifesting, I don't care. Why? Because they're not doing anything. It's just a luke, yeah. lukewarmness, and they think they're accomplishing something, and, and it's all just hype, right? No, you want to yeah. see manifestation of these things, you know. Um, it was interesting. So, for example, you know, uh, yesterday um, we had, like, ju just give you an example of, like, some spiritual revelation. So yesterday, Pastor Paul is on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. I had some stuff that the Lord showed me that I didn't know, and it went directly to what he was talking about and some things things that way. And I was like, oh, man, that was from the Lord. That was some fresh revelation. Well, praise God, we're, but that's one of the fruits that we should be carrying is a revelation. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, we should, have work, you know, we should be led by the Holy Ghost. Well, yeah. then we go into, uh, I had another broadcast yesterday afternoon at 3 o'clock to Uganda. And on yeah. the broadcast was evangelist uh, Chris Michelson. And mm -hmm. what was interesting was, as I sat here, I had no message until about five minutes before we began. <laughs> I didn't have a message. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Lord downloaded all of that. I was seeking, Lord, what do you want me to say? I didn't even know that I'm speaking first. So I get the message. Five minutes later, I'm preaching, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to process the scriptures. So what's interesting is I'm going through those scriptures and I only had 30 minutes to minister. And right. in that 30 minutes, the Lord gave me some extra scriptures. I had about five scriptures. And uh, the second or third one that I didn't get to was Matthew 10, 7, right? Matthew 10, 7. And that's talking about where he, they went and they, they sent the disciples out and they healed the sick, raised mm -hmm. the dead, cast out devils. And so I was going to talk about the power of God. Well, I didn't have enough time to get to that, but that was my next scripture. So then, yeah. then evangelist Chris gets on, and he goes right into, you, you saw it happen, he goes right into his scriptures, and he starts in Matthew 9 to show context, and the key scripture he gets to is <laughs> Matthew 10, 7. I was like, well, look at there. So what <laughs> you were seeing was the Holy Spirit's yeah. leading in that way. Uh, yesterday they had, uh, you know, George and Barrett had their baby. Uh, I woke up yesterday morning and it wasn't just me. There was multiple people. Mm -hmm. You had a revelation of it. Uh, Nicole had a revelation of it as well that today she will be born. Well, at five o'clock yesterday afternoon in all, in, for all intents and pur purposes, she was not going to be born yesterday <laughs> at five o'clock. But here's yeah. the thing. I've learned to trust revelation from the Holy Ghost more than what I see with my eyes. Yeah. And then at 1041 last night, she was born. Well, that's what the Lord told me yesterday morning as I was waking up. It'll be today. Yeah. You know, it'll be today. So my point is there's three things in one day where I had supernatural revelation. So the reason I'm bringing that up is we should be the kind of people that walk in revelation of God and we walk in the power of our righteousness as a breastplate, we don't just talk about it. Yeah. If you're not seeing the fruit and the manifestation, 
Don't beat yourself up at all. Don't don't beat yourself up. That's what the devil wants you to do. Yeah. Just recognize that there, there is revelation of God and there is realities of the manifestation of the helmet of salvation. Yeah. It's not just words I put on the helmet. It's there's a revelation out there mm -hmm. for us to have about righteousness, about the gospel of peace. Uh, there's revelation about truth. There's revelation about the helmet of salvation, and there's revelation about the sword of the Spirit. Yeah. So it's not just about knowing of those things. It's about getting and walking in the revelation of it because those things will change your life, and they will protect you. So, And yeah. the whole point in me giving that testimony about yesterday is don't just be the kind of person that, that dreams of God talking to you or that you hear and have supernatural manifestation of the Holy Ghost preach to you but never have it. Yeah. Keep going after God. Keep yeah. going after him until those things are manifesting. You yeah. know? Be the kind of person that somebody can follow because you know, by follow those who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises. Yeah. Not talk about the promises. They're inheriting yeah. them. They're manifest. And that's for every believer. Anybody that's listening to this yeah. can tap into their inheritance and receive revelation and walk in the manifestation yeah. of great and mighty things. We need manifestation, revelation, and manifestation of each piece of armor. Yeah. And that's very important. Well, he says, uh, put on. Yeah. So he doesn't say uh, a few of you who are good enough yeah. put this on. Yeah. He's saying put on, which means everyone put yeah. this on, which means he's made it available that no matter who you yeah. are, who we are, he has made it available that we can have all of this. Yes. We can have yeah. this protection and we can have these weapons against the enemy Every single one of us, no matter who you are or what's happened in your life, it's ours if we'll yes. just take a hold of it by faith and That's say, right. hey, the Lord says I can have this, so I have this. Yeah. Whether I feel like I've been able to have this or not, it's mine yeah. now. Yeah. I take a hold of it. It's yours. I think, I think a better way to look at that word where it says put on in this context is utilize. Yeah. Utilize righteousness. Yeah. Utilize your salvation. Utilize truth. Utilize the yeah. gospel, right? Put it into use. Um, in other words, not just put it on, put it into use. So. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's well, good. You, know, you can have good in peace, but not have a good revelation of righteousness. Yeah. You know, he's like, all of these things are, are necessary. Yeah. And if he said, put on the full armor. That means that, like, like for for example, if if I hadn't been the most peaceful person, right? Yeah. I, I hadn't been operating in peace. Well, if he said to put on the the shoes of peace, yeah. What he's saying is peace is available. Yeah. You know, yeah. all you have to do is just believe him, and yeah. it's right there. It's yeah. it's right there. If I don't feel like I'm like I've had the a great revelation of righteousness, or 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 not, or you know, my mind is going crazy, you know. Like all these different things that I might not have been good at in the past, yes. it's it's available to me right now yeah. just to put it on in yeah. my faith. But because when the the reality is, if he says take up and put on that full armor, that means that full armor is available to you. Yeah, it's yeah. available to yeah. you. All things pertaining to life and godliness have been made available to me. That's right. And yeah. so and so peace is available to me. 
revelation of righteousness, that's available to me. For me to walk in righteousness, not condemnation, but in righteousness, yeah. that's available to me. That's available to me. All, yeah. of, all of these things. He's made it openly available. So I just yeah. need to believe that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, there was an analogy that I used last week of like us being a king in this, like over this entire kingdom and being in the throne room and sitting on the throne that our father has given us in all authority that he's given us. And this like little pipsqueak coming in and saying, you know, did you see what you did yesterday? You don't, you don't own this kingdom. You don't have all this power. And believing maybe I'm not the king. Maybe I don't have the power that my father right. gave me. When in all actuality, we do. We yeah. are righteous. We have it. He's yeah. given it to us. Yeah. We've just got to take, a hold, take hold of it by faith. Yeah. And like just adding on top of it, like in the corner, he's given us this entire suit of armor yeah. Yeah. that's his. And he says, I want mm. you to have this. I want you to utilize it. It fits you perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's sitting in the corner. So if there is an attack on our kingdom, yeah. like, hey, my peace is really being attacked. Well, I've got this armor over here that we can say, I'm not good enough. It was my father's, but it's, you know, he gave it to me, but I just don't feel good enough. Or we can go grab that thing, put it on yeah. like he's told us to do. Whether we feel good enough or not has nothing yeah. to do with it. That's Whether right. we feel like, we can, yeah. whether we feel like it fits us or not, yeah. it fits. Yeah. It's yours. We got to grab a hold of yeah. it. Well, when he told us to put it on, he would, you know, like, like uh, King Saul's armor did not fit David and it wasn't tested. Um, but the issue is when God told us to put on his armor, he was yeah. saying it fits you. Right, yeah. but I would say it would be good for us to get revelation of how to utilize it. Yeah. Don't just act like it's going to go to work for you magically. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole point of if it was going to go to work for you magically, then then what he would have said was put on put on my armor. Right, believe mm -hmm. me for armor, and armor will be there to protect you. Yeah. But that's not what he said. He said put on the armor of righteousness of yeah truth. In other words, he was telling us, I want you to walk in this. And as you walk in it yeah. and utilize it, yeah. it will be your armor. Yeah. You, you see what I mean? Yeah. So we don't want to be the kind of people that don't have, that we just go, yeah, I put it on and we're saying words, but we don't even know what we're saying. Yeah. Right. We don't understand. So we'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, let me finish reading this in the message. He said, so take everything the master has set out for you well-made weapons of the best materials and put them to use so you will be able, so you can see there, put them, utilize them, which is what we were saying. Put them mm -hmm. to use so that you will be, be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way, not just some of it, but everything. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple hours. This is for keeps. It's a life or death fight to finish against the devil and all his angels. So I really think that we, we, we look at our life and we just consider these attacks many times as normal, right? It's yeah. just, we're kind of like, oh no, that's just normal. It's no big deal. But it is a big deal. There's more going on than what we can see with our eyes. And that's why we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. The words told us there's more going on. So stop yeah. thinking that it's, 
that it's a small thing. It's not. It's not normal to walk in the curse. It's normal for believers to walk in the blessing, right? Yeah. Above the head and not the tail. Verse 13, be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own, mm-hmm. right? And that, and that's true. Without Christ, yeah. it's not us who won the victory over the devil at the, yeah. in the initial authority mm-hmm. battle. It was Christ who won the victory. Without Christ, if we just tried to take them on our own, so we'd be sunk. Mm-hmm. So we have to take Jesus by the hand, We have to do it his way, which is what he said. So, all right, take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued, so when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Mm -hmm. You'll still be on your feet. Uh, Verse 14, truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. His word is an indispensable weapon, so it's the sword, of course. I think that's a great way. Truth. So these these should be things that we stand on. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation, and the word, right? And the word. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, Salvation and the word, they're more than words. They're, yeah. they're a part of our battle array against the enemy. And if we don't understand those things and we don't utilize those things, then we're going to be in a, in a bad place and the devil will be, will be able to beat us. Think about this. Would the Lord tell us to put it on if it wasn't important to winning the battle? No, he's telling us so that we will be able to win. So the inverse of that is, if we don't utilize this, we will not win. Yeah. yeah. You see? Yeah. So he's telling us so that we can win, but if we don't use these things, we won't win. So how many people want to win? Me. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> how, how many people want to lose? Okay, not so <laughs> pretty quiet on that. So it's that's the issue is we don't want to lose. If you don't want to lose... Then you got to get good at these things. You got to get yeah. revelation, and you have to utilize them. All right. So now uh, let's let's look at this one at a time, and let let's go. And, and I, I want to start here in verse thirteen, and he talks about being able to you know come against the devil, and we're not fighting against flesh and blood. A lot of times people think that their fight is against flesh and blood. Is yeah. You know, I don't, this, this was a great revelation for me. I think this is really the beginning of winning the war and winning the battle. Yeah. And remember the, in, uh, what is it, Corinthians that says, when you run a, a race, don't all run to win. So there's, there's this idea and there's this, there's this garbage idea that we're not supposed to win. But it says, mm-hmm. God's always leading us to triumph in Christ. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's always leading us to try. Run the race. Mm-hmm. And then he yeah. says, doesn't everybody run to win? You know, yeah. he's, you're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. Those are winning victorious terms that yeah. the Bible yeah. uses all throughout the Bible, right? Yeah. So there's this garbage idea that we're not supposed to win. And I understand that the Western world has turned that into something that they, that they worship, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong to win. It's not ungodly to win. Yeah. Put that in the comments. It's not ungodly to win. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. it's not ungodly to win, and we need to make a definitely make a graphic with that. It is not ungodly to win, and then put all the scriptures. It's not ungodly to win because we have yeah. this this idea. Like I, I, I saw this I saw this thing yesterday, and um, I'm doing some study, and I see I see this thing, and it's like, well, it's okay for men to be weak, and I was like, what? Like, like that's okay. We were made to be weak, and I was like, "That's just a that's a lie from from the devil." Be strong yeah. in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Be be strong and courageous. He's talking to men and women. Be strong yeah. in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. courageous. Yeah, and Paul yeah. even gives a verse where he says, "Stand firm in the faith. Act like men." Yeah, standing firm <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. is another he, way of saying. He tells strong. us, "Be like a be good strong. soldier." Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that and see, but that's how these these wrong doctrines will get right. in because some will say, "Yeah, you know, we're just so focused on winning, and uh, we just need to be focused on you know." And they'll use something that actually mm-hmm. is true. We need to be focused on the presence of God. We do need to be focused on the presence of God. But the thing about the presence of God is, you get in the presence of God, you get strong. Yeah, you get strong, you win. Oh, winning spirit. Yeah, it. It's like, come on, guys. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so be strong. But look at this. So I believe this is the beginning of our armor. And um, <laughs> Kevin, Pastor, you and your toxic masculinity. <laughs> it's not toxic. It's truth. That's why the devil hates it. He wants to. He wants to pull everything that beats him down. He wants to. He wants to turn mm-hmm. things and make things politically correct yeah. that that cause him to win. He's yeah. trying to win. Mm. That's the issue. The enemy of your soul doesn't think that he wants to lose. So what does that tell us? You know, he's he's out to win. Yeah. He is out to win, but his winning means that you will actually be stolen from, killed and destroyed. That's what it means when he wins. Yeah. So which would you rather win? It's interesting. <laughs> I was I saw uh, I saw uh, some research that somebody had done, and uh, a well-known thinker. And one of the things that they were saying is, uh, if you have normal people, right, that are p- normal, peaceful people, they can coexist, and it'll be awesome, and it'll be great. He said, but the problem is, he said, if you take one psychopath, and in a you know, if you take one psychopath and drop them into a group of normal people. They will run the group with very shortly because they're psych- psychotic, right? He said, and the issue is every society has it, you know, yeah. and the numbers are somewhere between 1% and 5%, generally an average of about 3% are psychotic, you know, people, psychopaths, and the, and the issue is if the nice people don't stand up against that, then the psychopaths will run the asylum, you know, and they'll run that. Well, the devil is that psychopath. Can you imagine being around? Think about this. Can you imagine being around God, seeing him in all of his glory, seeing him in all of this, and then someday you have the thought and run with it that you can be greater than him, and he's the one who made you? Like, do you know what kind of psychosis that takes to think that? 
Pride has warped your mind, you know. I'm around God, the presence of God, that if you had one ounce of sin, his holiness would would kill that sin just by being around it. People would drop dead just by being around it if he didn't have mercy on them. That type and level where he speaks and the universe goes... And is still expanding today on the word he spoke 6,000 years ago. Yeah. It's still expanding today. And this level of figure and the devil who was made by him, who was created by him, goes, I think I can take him. Like, <laughs> the dude's psychotic, right? The devil, yeah. put that in the comments. The devil is psychotic. Yeah. And that, but that, see, that's the point that I'm getting at is... Yeah. If if people just approach him like, well, we just all got to be good Christians, and the Bible says to be gentle. The Bible does say to be gentle. But remember, Jesus never sinned, so obviously he was gentle in every way that he needed to be gentle, yeah. and yet he still fashioned a whip and drove the money changers out. He still told Peter, get behind me, devil, right? He still defeated, came to destroy the works of the devil in his gentleness, right? Yeah. So there's there's a side of gentleness to the people that will receive gentleness, but a part of his gentleness to the people that will receive it is to deal with the psychotic one, the devil, right? right? If he doesn't deal with the devil, then is he really gentle to the ones who are not psychotic? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you've got this psychotic agent in the devil that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the only thing he comes to do, and he will take over if you as a Christian back off and think, well, it's okay to be weak, and I don't have to be strong. You've already lost. Yeah. You've already lost, and your life will basically follow the path of mediocrity or destruction, one or the other, until you do what the Bible says to do in truth, and that is having done all stand. You have to stand. You have to take strength. Look look at this. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, one of the things I was going to say is my life got so much easier when I saw people doing wrong things to me, when I didn't hold it to their account. Yeah. I realized that it, it was not, as long as they weren't psychotic and actually following the devil and worshiping him, mm-hmm. they were just deceived. They yeah. just missed it. And when I stopped, like, they were after me. You know, when I stopped thinking like that, even yeah. in the smallest form in my brain, life got so much easier. Like, no, yeah. they're not after me. They just missed it. They just... They yeah. they are deceived, you know, because if you think that they're after you, then you're gonna you're gonna constantly be concocting ways to protect yourself, and what you're actually doing is operating in fear. They're not after you. They're not. They're probably not even thinking about you. You know, it's <laughs> like that's pride in a sense. Yeah. It's fear on the other other thing. They're not after you. You know, they're now yes, a psychotic would be. You know, and is right. The devil yeah. is that way. They somebody who's full of malice. But I've found that most people are not. Mm-hmm. Malicious. They just are deceived. That's it. Yeah. They just are deceived. They think what they're doing is right. They just don't know enough of the truth or, yeah. or the Bible to apply. And so, and that's what he's saying right here is you're not fighting against flesh and blood. You know, yeah. even the even the the human that is psychotic has simply been deceived by the actual one who was psychotic. Yeah. So the root of that psychotic person. Uh, deceit is still spiritual. Yeah. It's still spiritual that you're fighting against in that way. 
And so he says, don't try, in other words, don't try to come against this and fight and put on armor by your own self, right? Uh, but have it so that uh, it'll actually work, which is spiritual. Yeah. But then he, then he says this in verse 13, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything yeah. to stand firm. Now, this is something, this is, to me, this is the beginning of putting on the armor is understanding that no matter what I see, no matter what I feel, no matter what I face, I will not retreat. Yeah. I will not retreat. I will not retreat. Yeah. I will not retreat. Yeah. I'm going to stand <laughs> and haven't done all stand because if yeah. you don't under, if you don't understand this, yeah. If you don't understand this, then what's going to happen is at some point you're going to run, and when you run, you're going to be had, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no, there's no uh, defense for turning your back. There's yeah. no armor there because the Lord has not designed you to fail. Yeah. He's designed you to win. Yeah. He's designed you to triumph. But if you don't have revelation that he's designed you to triumph, then you'll turn and run. The devil will eat you up. Yeah. But if you'll stand and haven't done all stand, no matter what you see, no matter what you feel, and you haven't done all stand, mm -hmm. um, all of a sudden you start winning and you don't stop. Yeah. All you do is win. Win, win, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amen. I, I feel like I that can't preached. move on right now. <laughs> well, no, I, I think Kevin brought it up a little bit earlier. You know, just the concept of there not being a backplate. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, on yeah. on the armor of God, we're not yeah. called to retreat, yeah. and yeah. that that's revelation to me right now. That's like that's huge. I mean, it's how big many deal. times does the word say to stand? And yeah. yeah. And I'm even looking back at you know at the the battles in Joshua and yeah. judges mm -hmm. with Gideon and stuff yeah. like that, like. They didn't retreat. They didn't turn their backs. You know, yeah. that's not what they were called to do. Yeah. They were called to succeed in everything that they put their yeah. hands to do. Every battle that they entered into, they were called to overwhelmingly conquer. Yeah. In the Old Testament, yeah. as much as in the New Testament, in these spiritual battles, we just as much as 300 men were able to take out a sea of people, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in, one, in one instance, you know, uh, like, how much more are we able to do that against the spiritual enemy and yeah. the spiritual yeah. wickedness of the dark, blah, 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 you know, all yeah. that stuff, you know? Uh, we have that same authority and power now. Because Amen. we have the same God on our side. He's yeah. the one who gives us that armor, and we just need to trust. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've never thought about it the way that mm -hmm. uh, you, you started to say it as, you know, winning is God's nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah. not God's nature to turn and run. It's the enemy's nature. So when yeah. we yeah. have made the decisions of I'm just giving up, I'm I'm just done. That's taking that's taking off the nature of God yeah. Great and revelation. putting on the nature of yeah. the enemy. Yeah, we're yeah. we're taking on his nature. So you've already the fleshly. at that instant, you've already failed. Yeah, you've already lost mm -hmm. at that moment. Yeah. Now, if you find now who hasn't done that, you know, <laughs> we've all done that at some point. Okay. Then you recognize it, and you know you turn it back around. Notice, yeah. notice that he says, uh, you know, submit to God. In other words, do it God's way, 
and resist the devil and he will flee. Whose job is it to resist the devil, to stand up against him? Ours, believer's job. It's not, you know, God will back you. See, God will do it, but he backs your choice. He backs your choice. Uh, Deuteronomy 30, 19, uh, basically, if I can paraphrase, it basically says that thing. God is already pre-programmed, and we'll study that verse sometime. It's a great verse. But he's already pre-programmed heaven and earth to back your choice. It will move and give a witness and give a testimony of what you choose. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You make a choice, choose this day, choose life, he says. And what he basically says is, I've already pre-programmed heaven and earth to back your choice. Well, it's the same thing here. He's already pre-programmed the outcome that if you'll stand and haven't done all stand, you can't lose in that way. You don't lose. Now, the issue is that many times we're standing, but we're standing in fear, right? Mm-hmm. We're standing like, yeah. you know, like, should I be standing here? We don't know our righteousness, yeah. okay? Uh, should Am I going to win? We don't know our salvation, yeah. right? Uh, uh, why am I here? Am I here to get a, I'm here to get a Lamborghini? Now, you don't know that you're headed in the direction of the gospel, right? Yeah. You're winning souls and making disciples. So you can see that many times the reason why we fail is we don't have revelation of each one of these elements that will cause us to stand, face the right direction, and yeah. give and God backs our strength. So I, I can see what we're going to do today. We're gonna we're gonna cut this off in a few minutes. We're gonna, I'm going to try and answer some of the questions. <laughs> I just looked up at the comments. They said the devil is a psychotic. <laughs> laugh out loud. It would be much better if you had a psychotic laughter to follow that. <laughs> Devil's us. All right, so anyway, but uh, um, what we're going to do is I'm going to answer a few of the questions that come up, but uh, what we'll do tomorrow is we'll go into each one of these and and look at, look at each uh, yeah. piece of the armor in more detail yeah. to describe that and not, yeah. not get into that today because we could be here for another two hours <laughs> if we did that. But, mm-hmm. um, Fairies. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, I like where the Lord is taking them. But yeah. what we really have covered today are the basis for this armor, mm-hmm. how to approach this armor, things that we have to know about this armor, and even seeing here, like what you were saying, this major revelation, it is not God to turn and run. And so you remember yeah. that if you remember the vision that I had and the experience with God some years ago mm-hmm. where I was standing there and the Lord asked me the question, he said, when does faith run? And the answer was never. Yeah. And yeah. his response to me was, if faith runs, it ceases to be faith. And now the, yeah. the lion, you know, the, the devil presents himself as a roaring lion, as a carnivorous uh, king over you. He's not that, but he presents himself as that. But when I turn and run, my faith stops being faith, and so the shield of protection's not there, and now the lion can overtake, right? Yeah. Now, he's not that. He's got nothing until we give it to him. When we yeah. give him ground, that's when he has power. As long as we don't give him ground, he has no power. And so many times you find yourselves, I think one of the, and let me just say this. I feel led to say this. Um, one of the areas that we question many times is when we're trying to have armor for other people. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll see somebody who says they're standing and they say that they're in faith. They say that they're putting on the armor of God. But you don't really know their heart. You don't know their background. You don't know the revelation of salvation. You don't know the revelation of righteousness. You don't know the revelation of faith. They can say they have faith, but do they really? They can say that, they, that they're operating in righteousness, but are they? Do they have You don't know that. And so we'll try to stand with somebody. Yeah that says that they have that stuff, but they really didn't. And then we're standing, we, we put our stuff out there and maybe ours is real and ours is true, but they keep receiving the wrong things on them. And then, then our own faith yeah. in our armor, in the armor of God drops yeah. based off somebody else. So always watch, you know, it's, l- let me just say it like this. You, somebody can say all day long that they're in faith. You never know. You don't know that. You know, yeah. even if even if the thing that they're believing for manifests, the question is, was it theirs? Was it somebody else's? Or was it the mercy of God? Like it, yeah. like now, what you do want to look for is an ongoing manifestation. If you see somebody that man, they just keep having people healed. They keep getting revelation of God. They keep yeah. winning and winning and winning. That's the person you want to follow. That's the person yeah. you want to imitate. Because a person who's on again, off again with their faith. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be every now and then there'll be something, maybe, right? But a person that's consistently, constantly walking in the fruit of a biblical fruit, um, then you're going to see that person knows what they're doing, and they're actually applying what God said, and they know how to apply it, and that's why it's working for them. That's that's the kind of person the Bible says in Hebrews 6, 12, that you want to follow. Uh, So a lot of times I think our armor... And, and watch this. If, let's say, I'm standing for you and and your faith was not what you said it was and it fails, right? The issue is now I'm judging the strength of my own armor yeah. on, circumstan- on circumstantial evidence, on mm-hmm. experience, you know, what yeah. I experienced. I'm not, what am I not basing it on? The word, yeah. the word. And so when we're, when we're establishing our ar- armor and our faith and all of these things, we can't look at experience. Well, this is the best person I know. This is the most godly person I know. Are they really? Do you really know them? Do you know what they do? And do you know what their character is behind closed doors? I don't. And you don't either. And the truth be told, even if you were with them 24-7, you don't know what's in their heart. Yeah. You don't know what's in their heart. They could be saying all the right words, but in their heart, you know, in their heart, they're really like not believing God. They yeah. they could have questions from a childhood or fears from all kinds of stuff that they're dealing with that they don't say publicly, you know, and they've not fully dealt with. And you think they're the most godly person. Now, here's 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 the thing. Most godly person that we know in our life is is on a curve. Yeah. Like the how we rate the most godly person should be the most godly person compared to Jesus according to this mm-hmm. word. But here's the question. What what's your idea of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Because some people have this idea of Jesus as never winning. Mm-hmm. You know, they have this idea of Jesus mm-hmm. of like, you know, that he you know, mm-hmm. yes, he laid down his life so that he could be raised back up, you know, and win, you know. It was like, but that's what he he legitimately yielded so that you and I would never have to yield outside of the command of God. We never should yield to the devil, ever, 
ever. Mm. Put that in the comments. We should never yield to the devil and his devices. Right. Yield to people, yield to God, yield to the leading of the Spirit, yield to Jesus absolutely all the time, but never to the devil, never. And so we blend those many times. And so a lot of times our idea of Jesus is we're rating people based on our false ideas about him. And so now we're saying they're the most godly person I've ever seen. But God's like, they're not the most godly to me. They don't even compare to my son. Like, that's worldly. They've taken worldly thoughts of Jesus, and that looks like worldly thoughts, but it doesn't actually look like my son. So so even that that's the most godly person I know is relative to where I'm coming from and what my thoughts are and what I've been taught, what my environment is. So be very mindful when you're taking experiences and um, taking experiences or things that we know or circumstances, circumstantial evidence to establish your belief system. We should not do that. We should, we should not have circumstances that establishes our doctrine. And when we have that in the armor of God, we're basing it on other stuff. We can really have a diluted armor that's really fallen apart on us because we, don't, we looked at it and judged it based off of things we see in the world, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, like, I feel like I got deeper on that than <laughs> what I was planning. But. Yeah. That was, that was good. It's, I feel like kind of after Sunday school, it stops getting talked about, the armor of God. So I feel like yeah, I haven't you're heard right. much preaching on it since I was, you know, seven. Yeah. yeah. So I know it's in the Word, and I, I feel like we all as Christians feel like, yeah, I know the armor of God. I talked about it every Sunday while I was in you know, yeah. Sunday school with my teachers, but I feel like we've only had a kindergarten level of understanding on it. I, I think it's a great question that you brought up, and we'll look at it more. And that's part of the reason why we do the broadcast like this, so that over time, yeah. because how many topics are in this Bible? Many. Many, <laughs> and that's why, you know, I, I, th- I feel like we have this idea that if we go to church for a year, we should know everything there is to know in there, and it's like, no. Nah, <laughs> that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> and I mean, we're doing the broadcast. We've been doing it every day, every weekday for two years. Mm-hmm. And we've been going strong, and we still haven't covered this topic till now. Yeah. yeah there's so much more. Yeah. You know, we could talk about the elementary teachings of Christ. We could talk yeah. in detail about righteousness, which we really haven't done fully, you know. <laughs> we could talk in detail about faith. We've started to, there's so much... We could go in, and that's, we're trying to cover topics that people will need, but I will say yeah. the Lord has really been talking to me recently about just going to the basics, and that's part yeah. of the reason why I'm spending time on receiving right now on Sunday is because we need to know the basics of yeah. reception. If we don't understand the basics of reception, then how are we ever going to be like God and give? Because you can't give what you haven't received. Right. And and i and the Lord spoke to me, he said, People are not receiving. They're listening, they're amening, but they're not receiving. I need to say that probably on Sunday, so remind me if I don't <laughs> say that. But okay. he, he said they're not receiving. He said they're listening, they're amening, but they're not really receiving, and that's why they keep having problems. Mm. So I don't want people to have problems. He doesn't either. Mm. That's why he won't let me off of that topic. They're not receiving. They're not taking it. Uh, they're amending it, and they're taking it, 
in a, on a level, but not a not full godly level in that way. They've got to right. take those things. So anyway, I hope that this has been a blessing. Were there any other questions, especially at the beginning, that I missed that needs to be handled? I think uh, the other question... The other question is the one that you want to address tomorrow where you're mm-hmm. unpacking them individually. Each one. Yeah, because Grayson was wondering what each one, yeah. if there was relevance. Is there significance to where the armor is, like yeah. mm-hmm. the attributions between placement? Yeah, we'll yeah. look at that. Yeah. And uh, the other one was Hannah, and you addressed that. Yeah. Kevin brought up there not being a, a piece on the yeah. back. Yeah, I believe that was the only ones. Yeah, yeah, and so, you know, today we basically covered some of the basics of the armor yeah. uh, and really where you need to start because think about how good, you know, going back to this, having done all stand, how good is your armor if you don't continue to stand? What yeah. use is it if you're yeah. not standing? Yeah. There's, there's no use. So a lot of times people are losing, like you can have all the revelation about the armor, but if you don't stand, it does you zero good. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So if you don't understand that about the <laughs> basics of the armor, it doesn't do you any good to have revelation about the pieces. Yeah. Because right. the pieces won't do anything if you're not yeah. in front of your enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's those kind of things, I think, are overlooked many times, and they seem so simple, yeah. yet it's it's revelatory, and that's what will cause you to triumph. Yeah. So. yeah. Amen. <laughs> anyway, did you get something out of it today? Are you looking forward to tomorrow unpacking each one of those pieces? Yeah. yeah. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> It'll yeah. be good. Amen. It'll be awesome. And then Thursday we'll have Pastor Steve Barbie. I'm looking forward Woo! to it. But glory to God. We'll look at more of it tomorrow. Get ready. If you have any other questions, get those ready. You can go ahead and go to whatsright.com. You can go ahead and send us those questions. We'll try, mm-hmm. if we uh, have the ability to, we'll try to answer those questions. But uh, we just praise God for you. If you would like to, um, if you would like to sow today, you're welcome to do that. Go to giveww.org, and uh, you can sow PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, text to give, cryptocurrency, all that kind of stuff. And uh, give one time, or give on a regular uh, basis, a recurring basis. And you don't have to do it. It's if you feel led in your heart, Lord, I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of educating people on the armor of God so they won't yeah. fall like I have in the past. So they'll stand strong and haven't done all stand and win against the devil. Um, I, we're not going to put up with his psychotic ways. If you want to help partner things like that, then give on a regular basis uh, to Boomerang and to What's Right. And uh, this is what we're doing. We sow this broadcast yeah. into the world. We don't have to do it. There's a lot of work involved in it. You can ask these guys. They do a lot of stuff. And, uh, but this is, it's really helping. We're getting testimonies yeah. all over yeah. about uh, how God has blessed them and how the knowledge of God's word has really helped them to succeed and win against that psychotic devil. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're given today, we want to bless it. Father, right now we receive every penny that people have decided to sow that out of their heart, they say, Lord, I want to be a part of what you're doing. I want to get this word out. I want to help other people. Lord, thank you for putting this as an opportunity in front of our faces to sow into. Lord, we want to sow today and be a part. And Father, I just ask right now that the grace 
that you have given to this ministry, and it is mighty, and it is great. I've seen you do some things that are awesome, and you're continuing to do them over and over and over and over and over again. Lord, the grace is on this ministry. Let every partner become a true partaker of the grace that's on my life and on the, on the ministry by you, from you. Lord, let it manifest in their lives. We thank you for it and let every penny, everything that they sow from a comment to a dollar, Lord, let everything that they sow, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name and let there be a supernatural harvest in the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Did y'all enjoy it today? Oh, for sure. Get something out of it? Yeah. Amen. We love you so very much, and uh, we will talk to you later. We'll see you tomorrow, and we'll unpack the rest of the armor of God. Amen. See you then. Hey, that was so good. That was, uh, I really enjoyed the end there, too. There was some stuff I've never heard before, some revelation right there about not giving up and not turning your back and stuff. That was really good. I know that I enjoyed that very much, so I'm sure you did, too. And if you did, make sure to send it to people because we want people's lives to change and go up for the better. We want them to hear the word of God. We want them to grow and be able to receive like Pastor was talking about. So make sure to send this to people who you know need to hear it, who you want their lives to be blessed. You want their lives to go up. And if you haven't already, like uh, this video. And if you haven't already, subscribe and turn on notifications so that when we go live, it's just once every day. We promise not to go live like 18 times or something, just once every weekday so that you don't miss out on the word and miss out on family and the joy of family. Now, before I let you go, I want to tell you about one special announcement. We are having Easter at Boomerang in Albemarle, North Carolina. And on uh, April 16th, yes, April 16th, we are having an Easter egg hunt. It's going to be really fun. Um, it's, it's primarily for the kids, but you know, I'm sure the adults will have fun too. And then the very next day is Easter is resurrection day. And uh, it's going to be a special service, a special time to celebrate our savior. So if you do not have a home church, if you do not have anywhere to go, come see us Easter, come see us even this Sunday, but especially Easter to celebrate with us. And we'll see you tomorrow. We'll be continuing this topic tomorrow like they were talking about. We'll see you tomorrow at 1130. We love you. We'll see you then. Bye.